Magneto Funky, number 154. It's Friday, January 10th, 2020. Hey, Larry here. Uh, this week, as the military-industrial complex made a ton of money on Wall Street and the assassination of Suleiman by Generalissimo Bonespurs is starting to look a little bit like a hit on a former business associate. Meanwhile, back at the lab, my fully operational 100-watt power plant has finally cleared what I hope is the last glitch in the circuitry. The music is all submitted, uh, mostly hard tunes for a hard week. But first, let's de-stress with a little ambience.
Okay, that was Smoke Rings by Forrest Fang, a veteran Bay Area electronic musician and multi-instrumentalist from his 18th album, Ancient Machines, on Project Records. Okay, this is a laid-back and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international pod zine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and the Twitter is at MagnetoFunky. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, uh, in grid theory. Uh, if this is your first time here, what I'm talking about is my 12-volt battery-operated self-charging power plant that splits the positive and runs two different loads. A feedback power loop using a boost converter and a solar charge controller and an open circuit output to a 100-watt boost buck converter, 12-volt outlet, Crackbox 150-watt power inverter. Now, the system ideally is meant to run a laptop, uh, maximum 90 watts, while one battery charges the other. A switch flips the batteries between run and charging sides. The switching system was patented over 100 years ago by Carlos F. Benitez, a civil engineer in Guadalajara, Mexico. I've modified his final design concept using conventionally available parts and equipment. This is a prototype emergency power backup system designed for people who will never afford a Tesla Powerwall. Okay, now, the week saw the finish of the positive switch circuitry layout. And since it took all day Saturday to Sunday morning to charge two of the little batteries back to full, I rewired the negative switch, and on Sunday, I went on ahead and split that common ground bus bar, and the other distribution setup now has the ground wire from the boost buck converter going to the run negative, and the charge controller battery negative goes to the charging side. Now, this made the amp meters run normally, because they were running kind of cockeyed before. Uh, with the boombox plugged in, I got a mostly steady 600 milliamps current going in both directions. Uh, the battery light on the controller properly showed green when the topped off battery was on the charging side. Uh, I also repositioned the output control switch so the wires to the two sides would be uh, equal. I got them like three and a half inches. Uh, next. I disconnected the ammeters from the circuit and ran it again. This time there was no change in the rate of charge. Uh, both sides were rather slow, still a little faster in the B to A direction. Okay, I considered the junctions being an issue, but hey, Kirchhoff's laws state that roughly whatever current goes into a junction will all come back out. And after that, it's like the wire gauge could be an issue. Uh, I'm using 18 gauge, 
but I do have that 14 gauge stiff like house conduit wire from the hardware store which would really cut down on the resistance. I did a fresh continuity check on the paths from the battery input terminals through the positive switch. Uh, both run side paths were okay. Both sides charging paths were fine until I got to the output positive wire from the boost converter going to the charge controller solar input. It started beeping with the charging battery, the boost converter negative output, and the battery output wire on the controller. No, this is a damn three-way. Uh, okay, uh, I'll get back to this in a bit. Okay, back to the stage. Uh, continuing with tunes for the hard start of a hard year. First up is It's Gonna Get Loud by Tres Machine, the excellent Bay Area punkadelic power trio, uh, Gordon Mack, Brian Kenny, and Kyle Malone. Then it's Lights Out by Son Sombre, uh, alt-rock dark wave goth band somewhere in Virginia that's amassed a vast cult following in the past couple of years. Now, this is an advanced track from their new album, 1000 Graves, on Cleopatra Records, and it'll drop on the 21st.
Okay, second set opens up with Scuzz Fuzz by Nervous Pulp, uh, alternative rock funk outfit over in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, that's Kyle Abernethy, Zachary Henry, and Andre Jr. Oh, uh, check out their video on Facebook. It's got a lot of views. And we wrap up back here on the West Coast with Rural California by Guido and his second cousin. Uh, classic rock and roll hick music from the back hills of mountain lion infested Half Moon Bay, San Gregorio, La Honda, California. Uh, Guido is Greg Fontana, and the second cousin is Brian Sagrafena uh, from the legendary band Echo Brain. The album is The Lucky Dozen. Uh, all the songs evolved in the remote cattle ranches south of Half Moon Bay along the coast of Northern California Hound Dog Country. Yeah.
Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, uh, first week of the year and the heavy lifting has begun. Oh, what I said earlier about the draft dodging bully and the drive-by he pulled, which killed over a dozen other people, by the way. Getting the crisis attention he so desperately wanted. Yeah, uh, it had to do with something fishy about the Trump Hotel Tower project in Baku, Azerbaijan. Uh, Suleimani was financially involved with it, uh, something the corporate press would go screaming after if the name Biden or Bloomberg was involved. Uh, but hey, check it out if you haven't already bent to genuflect and shout fake news. Anyway, aside from his bloated ego being egged on by the Nazi channel, the post-Book of Revelations crowd, and the Saudis, and that glowing crystal ball. And, you know, the catalyst to actually provoke an unprovoked attack won't be a missile or a drone strike. Another couple of rounds of added sanctions just might do it. But, you know, more than enough people are talking about his growing desperation to avoid paying for and cleaning up his own shit. Grasping wholeheartedly a bloody flag Oh, which one is it again? With the stripes or bars? And demanding the revival of the zombie patriotism of 2003. Don't ask questions. Just trust me and follow orders. And anyone who disagrees with our president when he says war is un-American and a terrorist lover, engine lover, nigger. Oh, sorry. Missed that into editing. <laughs> anyway. I'm looking at the Space Force and the fact that there's little to no info about what it is and what it'll do. So, you know, anything's possible. From a military installation on the moon to what I suspect will be a much more cheaply executed, with plenty of cost overruns, system of orbital surveillance and weapons platforms, not satellites. Something with stealth ability to maybe move into position over a facility and be able to kill satellites or strike the ground faster than any early warning system. You know, now that's something that will get any venture capitalist a stiffy thinking about it. Especially if he never went and never intended to go into any armed conflict he'd rather make money off of. Now, anyway, if Iran or any global South faction with a serious grudge, wanted to monkey wrench the entire Western world and put the kibosh on Space Force, NASA, ESA, uh, GPS, etc. They wouldn't need a nuke. All you really need is a rocket capable of shooting, say, a hundred pound keg of nails into a certain orbit. No, I'm talking old school wooden keg with just enough C4 inside to crack or split the thing open and let the nails spill out and start swarming. Now, this scenario has already been gamed out over at DARPA and I bet they think they have countermeasures proposed, but how many of these would it take to create in essence a loose barbed wire fence or a number of them, in high-speed orbits that could take out satellites, 
space station and any manned launch that couldn't steer around them. Oh, you think it couldn't happen? Well, anyway, the bully threatening war crimes ain't the only news going on. Uh, I just finished watching the Brexit cast and the correspondents there were trying to understand the calm and passions now that the Tory Leave side has a massive win and firm grasp on the country and things are actually moving along. But really, come on. The actual thing don't happen until the end of the month. You know, you can't measure a tornado when it's just a stiff breeze off the plains. And you better hope that calm is not the eye. <laughs> and, sadly, Puerto Rico still gets secondhand news airtime. And this time, not even paper towels tossed like chicken feed. You know, I wonder, just how much uh, defense industry stock do corporate media execs own? Just wondering. Uh, does Facebook or whatever name son of Cambridge Analytical goes by nowadays, do they have all that metadata available for marketers and party hacks? Anyway, why do any of the foreign countries in the region, I mean Caribbean, Central, and South America, still abide by the Jones Act and not just do a Berlin airlift to help out Bariqua? Yeah, I wonder if this maladministration had told them on the down low at the UN that this country would sink any unauthorized Mexican, Cuban, or South American relief ship that went anywhere near the island. <laughs> you know, P. Grabby for damn sure wouldn't be bragging about this shit, would he? Anyway, here's a few happenings next week. Uh, first up is for Sunday the 12th. What is socialism and what good is it? That'll be from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the ICSS Marks, 6501 Telegraph Avenue, Oakland. Oh, just north of Alcatraz. Now, ICSS Marks is the Institute for the Critical Study of Society at the Nebel Proctor Marxist Library. Uh, sponsors of Sunday Mornings at the Marxist Library, a weekly discussion series. Now, this session will focus on socialism, with Chinese characteristics for a new era, which provides a viable alternative to global capitalism. Yeah, I hope the Uyghurs and Tibetans will come up during this session. And Bernie-style socialism, which is popular among youth in the U.S., but which has yet to understand its historic mission. Uh, the speaker will be Eugene E. Royal. I hope I didn't butcher that. Uh, Emeritus Professor of Anthropology, CSU Long Beach, currently with ICSS in Oakland. Uh, he will discuss his forthcoming book, Socialism for Americans, A Scientific Introduction to the Global Struggle for Socialism. Let's see, moving on. Uh, on Tuesday in Chi-Town, we have Poetry at the Gallery Cabaret, uh, Effie Day. That'll be 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time at 2020 North Oakley in the city. Uh, ten years ago, on January 14th, Effie Mahopoulos, well-known poet, died. Uh, they're going to have a reading of her work at the gallery, along with a regular open mic. There is no feature that night, 
as they'll be doing an extended Dead Poets section. Nice. Okay, the next night, uh, the 15th, back here on the coast, uh, Oakland Privacy uh, Group is having a meeting, uh, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Pacific, at the Omni Commons, 4799 Shattuck Avenue in Oakland. Uh, Oakland Privacy fights against pre-crime and thought crime, spy drones, facial recognition, police body camera secrecy, anti-transparency laws, and requirements for back doors to cell phones, <coughs> lifeline phones, to list just a few invasions of our privacy by all levels of government, and attempts to hide what government officials, employees, and agencies are doing. Oh, uh, if you do go, check the whiteboard in the lobby for the room location. And one final event, which is kind of related, on the 17th, Perils of 5G. That's going to be a wired panel discussion from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific uh, at Thousand Oaks Baptist Church, 1821 Catalina Avenue near Calusa, uh, North Berkeley. Now, it's hosted by WIRED, which stands for Wireless Radiation Education and Defense, and it features 5G expert Daphna Takover, Esquire, and Carl Murat, uh, MD and Electrical Engineer. And see, to cut to the chase, what's wrong with 5G? Well, fifth generation, not to be confused with 5 gigahertz, wireless telecom facilities, <laughs> yeah, WTFs, will drastically increase surveillance, hacking, fire risk, interference with weather predictions, property devaluations, energy use, worker endangerment, industrial clutter, cost to cities and individuals, adverse health and environmental effects due to radiation. Now, yeah, this topic does get the fringe label thrown at it, just like big business brushed off concerns about DDT, but it should be taken seriously now and not 20 to 30 years later when the effects are like two generations baked in. Anyway, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, and art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets, download links, no attachments, please and no promises. Transfer complete. Okay, in grid practice. Yeah, back to the three-way. Now, of course, this little bit is what I lifted from a circuit design on one of the free energy forums. And, you know, if it's the cause, I can just run the boost converter negative to the run side ground node, just like the boost buck converter. And in that case, the B positive line gets cut back to just the B battery terminal on the switch. Same for the A positive. Now that way, 
The charging side battery is passive. It only connects to the battery output wire from the charge controller. But after I rewired the thing, the charging battery positive still showed continuity with the boost converter output positive. Okay, uh, this must be where the loop in the charge loop starts. Alright, so I hooked everything back up, ammeters too. Uh, but this time, I swapped the high and low voltage units back and forth with the result that the A to B charge rate almost matches the B to A charge rate, which was really clear when the low batteries were charging the high batteries in both directions. Because uh, then I could clearly see the battery light slowly changing from red to amber on the controller. Uh, fixing the booster ground wire and breaking up that three-way also allowed the solar input to finally kick in. The light started flashing red, uh, the sign on this controller that its buck circuit was finally seeing 16 volts instead of whatever low voltage it was getting from the charging battery backflow. Now I've just about tapped out the batteries. Uh, but I got the system completely 5x5 five five now. And the next improvements will be like putting that 14 gauge wire in and, oh, that boost converter. 2 amps max is really starting to bite now. I mean, I plug in the fan motor and turn it on, and it now surges up to 2.2 amps at startup before going back to like 1.6 amps. And since I needed another spare anyway, I decided to bump up to a 4 amp converter, keeping that same 16 volt output and the same 3 amp fuse. Uh, I did find another eBay parts seller downstate and ordered a pair of them for a few bucks each, and they came in late yesterday. So the weekend will be spent recharging, rewiring, and soldering. Uh, meanwhile, I feel much, much better now about the larger demo. And one change I'm going to make there is to have one device that can run a range from 500 watts up to a 1000 watt power inverter. Because, you know, some people may only be able to start with a 500 watt system, especially getting the batteries. But anyway, that's the next demo. Okay, for this week's One More Tune, we close out with one more hard number for the weekend. Advance warning, the next three minutes or so are not work safe. So I'd skip ahead from right here if this applies. Okay. Uh, the brand new tune is Dick and Weed by the L.A. hip-hop duo Boko, uh, a.k.a. Bosky the Savior, and Coco Danja. The song, produced by Cats Rick and Thaddeus, is on their upcoming album, The Vibes Are Back. Uh, fun fact, Boko are a married couple who connected through music. Nice! Hey, turn down the lights and pack a bowl. Rick, 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 and Thaddeus on the beat. Uh. Natural aphrodisiac. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Swipe on me, yeah. Rolling up this Marvel G, leaving the crumbs on my sleeve. My bitch, she fine and free. It's like this MMA, ground and pound until she sleep. Miss Mary Jane, take you to a higher plane. Ooh, wee, ooh, wee. Dick and weed make me sleep, babe. Uh, Dick and weed make me sleep, babe. This show is a 1223 Studios joint. I'm on Internet Archive, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Player FM, Listen Notes, Podknife, and Mixcloud. Uh, show notes are on the pod pages. Send email to mfunkyzine at gmail.com. If you like the show, hey, subscribe, tell your friends. And, hey, Iran, if you really want to hurt Trump, and share your beef is with his ass and not the rest of the country, get a hold of his tax returns and that Deutsche Bank loan and post them on Twitter. Easy peasy. Show themes, Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin McLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Friday, January 17th, 2020. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my garret in the mission, and this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the darkness. <laughs>